Lord spoke to me and told me some things. He said, you'll begin to write with a new anointing. And through the music and through the singing as you minister forth, my anointing will flow out from you. Those who believe that and receive that anointing will be healed in their body. Financial need will be met. Harmony will come to the home. The yoke of bondage will be broken because it's the anointing that breaks the yoke. I'm David Engels, and this is the Hour of Anointing. At my door I always question Where it's from I check it out for sure More and more I'm finding out Each thing that I should get And if it's not From heaven above I've got no use for it I've never heard of A heavenly blue Have you? Have you? Have you? I've never read of a heavenly flu. Have you? Have you? Have you? I've heard about Asian. I've heard about swine. Heard about Hong Kong, but they're not mine. I've never heard of a heavenly flu. Have you? Have you? Symptoms will come to everyone. Try to bluff us out Folks will often say You better be careful That stuff's going around All I do is look in the book Is it blessing or a curse? I'll not sign for anything But my inheritance I've never heard of a heavenly flu Have you? Have you? I've never read of a heavenly flu. Have you? Have you? I've heard about Asian. I've heard about swine. I've heard about Russian, but they're not mine. I've never heard of a heavenly flu. Have you? Have you? Blessings and flu's not one of them. Cancer, colds, arthritis. I can't find them there. God is not a robber, and heaven has no curse. For God to give me sickness, he'd have to steal it first and come to think of it. I've never heard of a heavenly flu. Have you? Have you? I've never read of a heavenly flu. Have you? Have you? 
I've heard about Asian, I've heard about swine, I've heard about Russian, but they're not mine. I've never heard of a heavenly flu, have you? Have you? I've heard about Asian, I've heard about swine, I've heard about Spanish, but they're not mine. I've never heard of a heavenly flu, have you? Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prosper. Did you know it's God's will for every one of us to be in health? It is his will for every one of us to be in health. He's already paid the price for healing. Uh, by his stripes, ye were healed. With his stripes, we are healed. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. If you shall serve the Lord your God to worship him, he'll bless your bread and water, and he'll take sickness from the midst of thee. He says another place, I am the Lord that healeth thee. You know, there is no growth or no good change until there is a personal responsibility taken. As long as we point at everybody else, there's not going to be any growth or any change in us. we got to face the fact, okay, I'm at fault, and even if you make a mistake and you wasn't at fault and you said you were at fault, it's, it's still a good thing. <laughs> There's no growth in a person, really, you know, to any change or a good change until there is personal responsibility. You know, we need to take uh, who we are, meditate that we're new creatures in Christ Jesus. We have put on the new man, as Ephesians 4 uh, were exhorted to do, put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness, so we are the righteousness of God in Christ, began to meditate that, and usually when you start, you feel like you're almost lying to yourself, but just began to say, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ, I'm a brand new creation in Him, I can now approach the presence of God with no condemnation of sin, and walk in the Word and meditate God's Word, especially the area of righteousness and right standing, and those areas of forgiveness, forgiving everyone. And uh, not ever, not always pointing at somebody else when something goes wrong. It's his fault, her fault, their fault, you know, and this would have happened. But, you know, uh, no real growth takes place until I say, okay, it's my fault. I face it. I know someone else was involved. Yeah, I know they were, they, they had something, maybe something to play, but the real fault of it was mine. I didn't keep myself covered. I didn't meditate the word. I didn't, I didn't pray in the spirit. I didn't read my Bible. I didn't grow spiritually, you know, and, and so these things came. And, you know, I want to point out today that regardless of what you know about yourself, if you're already a believer, that you are a giant in Jesus. You really are. You know, uh, we can be afraid. It's very easy to be afraid. Uh, this was one of the first sta statements that Adam actually made. Uh, he, he shows the root of all fear. He said in Numbers, or the Bible says in Numbers 13.33 also, we saw the giants. That's what the, uh, uh, the spies said. They saw the ten spies out of the twelve. Said so we saw the giants. They're showing fear. The sons of Anak, which come of the giants, and we were in our own sight as grasshoppers. And so we were in their sight. So however we look at ourselves is how the enemy looks at us. This was the statement that was made by those ten spies, you know, that they'd come back from seeing the promised land. Twelve returned, but ten uh, spoke out an evil report. And that's what you call an evil report. I, I look like a grasshopper. You know, I'm always messing up. I'm always stumbling. I'm always falling, you know. Those are things you start saying over yourself, and um, and that really has a tendency to take you toward fear. 
An evil report is having the wrong self-image, not really saying what is and, and flowing with God's word. It's always an evil report when we see ourselves, as these guys did, as grasshoppers, as something that people can walk on, that, that we just don't have any status. When we allow these images into our minds, into our hearts, then fear has a chance to get in. In, uh, in one of our texts we want to talk about today, just one of the scriptures we want to share, it's in Ephesians 4 and 27, it says, Neither give place to the devil. So see, we give place to the devil when we begin to talk down ourselves. You know, we're, 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 we're children of the Most High. We're, we're children of the King. I mean, we are sons and daughters of God. But when we see ourselves as failures, as we see ourselves as even, uh, you know, substandard, as grasshoppers like other people, well, they, I mean, they begin to look at us the same way. And one of the most dangerous things we as Christians can do is see ourselves from the natural viewpoint. See all the defeats, all the failures, all the stumblings, all the flops, instead of looking at Jesus in us. Jesus is in you. If you've received Christ as your Lord, if you've been saved, then he's there. <laughs> he is there. He said, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. Grasshopper complexes, uh, those are very dangerous. Grasshoppers were major enemies of Israel. Uh, by the swarms and hordes, they consumed the crops of the land. The words grasshopper and locust, they're used interchangeably in the scriptures because they refer to the same insect. Grasshoppers were supposed to be food for the Israelites, according to Leviticus 11, uh, 22. You say, well, what about grasshoppers as food? Well, a lot of people eat snails, so why not grasshoppers? How did they cook them? Well, they roasted them lightly, then they dried them in the sun. Supposedly, when they uh, prepared them this way, they would taste like shrimp. And we could say that the grasshopper was the Israelites' shrimp. So when the spies came back, they were saying, we and our children, they spoke the same negative image over their offspring. And that's something uh, that we, we as parents must uh, pray like David. Oh, oh, Lord, set a watch on my mouth. Keep the door of my lips. But I won't speak negative images or negative things over my children, my offspring. And they said, we and our children... Uh, will be meat for the giants. They will eat us because people eat grasshoppers. In the book of Judges, we read about Gideon, who also had a poor self-image. When an angel appeared to him, he said, The Lord is with thee, mighty man of valor. Gideon said, Who, me? And do you know who I am? I'm the poorest in my family. My family's the poorest in Manasseh. I'm nothing but a flop. Heard a heard a banker tell me one day, he, he doesn't live very far from here, he said, Well, Brother David, I said, if you're a flop, you can't help anybody. <laughs> uh, God took Gideon step by step, took him out of that poor self-image, and he led him out to win victories. Uh, and he changed from what he was saying, uh, I'm poor, I'm a failure, I'm a flop, to say, the sword of the Lord and Gideon. <laughs> Shout that out and lead in the army. God taught Gideon to call himself a victor in battle. Well, if he taught Gideon, then why don't we be taught that? I'm a victor in battle. You ought to say that right now. I'm a victor in battle. See, God changed Gideon's concept, changed his perception of himself. You know what will do that? You saying the word of God over yourself. Uh, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus. I'm strong in the Lord and the power of his might. I'm a winner, not a loser. I'm the first, not the last, above and not beneath. I'm the head, not the tail. I'm the seed of Abraham. God said, don't see yourself as a grasshopper, Gideon. See the enemy as the grasshopper, and you can step on grasshoppers, so to speak. 
God said it was not Gideon who was the grasshopper, but rather it was Israel's enemy, the Midianites. Because you see, with God on our side, the enemy is grasshoppers or like them. For they came up with their cattle, with their tents, and they came as grasshoppers for multitude. It says in Judges 6 and verse 5. For both they and their camels were without number, and they entered into the land to destroy it. Grasshoppers are mentioned again in the book of Job. Canst thou make him afraid as a grasshopper? So we don't want to have the grasshopper uh, complex. Don't look at yourself as a grasshopper today before the giants of your life. You can think, I'm a giant in Jesus because God is in me. The creator of the universe is in me right now. And the Bible tells us in, in 1 John 4, For greater is he who is in you than he that is in the world. You've been listening to The Hour of Anointing. To order David Ingalls' products, including music CDs and downloads, soundtracks and songbooks, call us toll-free at 1-877-34-RADIO or visit us online at diministries.org. And while you're there, check out audio archives of past programs, including today's broadcast. Our mailing address is David Ingalls Ministries, P.O. Box 1924, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74101. When writing, please include an offering for radio time along with the call letters of this station. Tune in weekdays at this same time for the Hour of Anointing with David Ingalls. Let your voice confess